to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. To be continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. What's uh What's Luke looking at? Yeah, what is Luke over there looking at? <laughs> Welcome back. Yes. This is to be continued a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you might have some fun. You Indeed, might have some fun. You might have some Thank fun. you, uh, special guest star Clark Wet Clark, quote unquote Wedge Antilles. <laughs> 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 so we have returned. Fine, Clark. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. So we are recording right now. And uh, we are back here in the heart of Pancake Studios in Park Slope, Brooklyn. This is to be continued a fanboy co- podcast covering all of your fanboy passions. Now, um, uh, I've guys, got to guys, go. <laughs> guys, 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 let me ask you. Um, haven't seen you in a while. So uh, is that anything going on? Really, Miguel? I'm just saying, I've been, uh, you know, we've all been really busy. Is anything, uh, anything happening? I've anything been, uh, I've been drywalling. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said everyone, to, to everyone. I've been uh, renovating a guest room in, in my basement. Has anything happened? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ed, it seems like, like, like... Living in America. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 we can, and we can count on our, this victory... Because of Detroit City, Detroit City, Atlanta, Atlanta, LA, LA, Atlanta, New York City, New York City. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm being coy, and obviously, of course, we're we're talking about the election that just uh, uh, finished up here. Uh, finally, after how many days? And. Uh, we kind of can't not talk about it, right, John? We can't not talk about it. That's true. We cannot not talk about exactly. it. Exactly. It's just too big of a deal. It's just too much of a. It's it's it's. it's and as we as we referenced in the beginning, it's like the ending of a movie. <laughs> well, hopefully there won't be another trilogy. Let let's just let's just pray that there's not another trilogy going on. 
Um, but yes, it is. We are at a dawn. We are at a, a dawn of a new day. Um, and uh, there was an election for those of you who. We're living underneath a rock. Let me just tell you, when uh, the results finally came in, it felt like a Lionel Richie music video. Which one? Hold on. Was your cop twirling a nightstick? Like everyone just your, stops? <laughs> your obsession with that cop and that music video, Ed, as long as I have known oh. him, it's always hey, the hey. first thing that he brings By up. By the way, since it's the dawn of a new day, uh, someone wants to say hi. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Clark. Our executive producer. Clark okay, Ings. So, uh, yeah, it, it was. It stretched out. Obviously, our, our freight nerves. I was going to do the whole. I said that our cold open should have been. Uh, I wanted to do a sketch where we use the background music from Airplane. <laughs> where it's the scene where Ted Stryker is on his final approach. And like, you know, the sweat is literally coming down and like buckets on it. And it's like, you know, and every, the, the, the ground control. Mayflower too is on its own. It's on a, it's well, on the a ground crash control, course. The ground the control is like, you know, it's like Robert Stack and like every two seconds he's telling him to do something. It's like, like, watch your flaps. Okay. Keep the altitude up. Don't stay, steady on the right. Hold your throttle. I said, hold your throttle. And that's what like the, from. Don't fight her. It's fighting me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's the thing from the moment, the, the beginning where it's like, okay. Polls are closed and now we're getting the returns because of the way this was structured. It was such a way. And it's understandable that, you know, that it lasted this long. We have the pandemic. We have the mail-in voting that is part of it. And it it made this sort of like, how are we going to pull this out? Is this going to pull out? We're not getting political. I'm not I'm not praising or bashing anyone, whatever. But it was I think it was a little dumb that some states did not count a single mail-in. Until the oh, but, day of the election. But that's political. Instead of instead of counting them as they were coming right. in, so we didn't have three, four, five days later. And that's a lot of states had the the ballots already. Right. Oh yeah, no, no. You we're we're looking at some of these states where like that was a change months ago, and it's like why didn't you count them? Because they obviously not to get to, again not to go to do deep dive politically. They they want a narrative that they can that they can you know form around the fact and, that. And know, now here's the thing, you know, we're back in into the studio after some hiatus and and un, because just coming out of uncertainty, uh, as a one of the the, the principles of this show, uh, I said to Miguel. Miguel was like, "No, we have to mention the the um, the, the elections." And I go, "Really? I mean, is there a way to stay out of the politics jar?" But something of this magnitude yeah. was. Huge. More than half the population. And I ha and I and I did and I did have to agree on 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 well, you know, yeah, we do have to talk about this. And 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 the way it, again, weirdly how pop culture mm -hmm. to hopefully ground us right now as we're talking about right. it, has played such a factor in it in so many weird different ways. Um, you know, this was the meme campaign. <laughs> This is the campaign of memes. This was the campaign of of repurposing social media, media. right? Repurposing right. media from from uh, whether it's video clips or you know deep fakes mm -hmm. or what have you, it, that played a factor in sort of the conversation. And numbers in droves came in on both sides. You know, it it yes, broke yes, yes. ground as to the amount, the numbers that were, that, that who had right. cast their votes. And, and, and the thing is, again, that that means that there was all of this cultural input in sort mm -hmm. of into it. And, you know, you could see how it ends mm -hmm. with our, you know, 
uh, I don't if if Fillion is the is the fanboy Pope. Does that mean that Mark Hamill is some has some sort of divine power? <laughs> because of course you know Hamill's out there. He's he was a a very vocal opponent of the president. And Hollywood, the the, the Hollywood, and, and we have yeah. him producing these sort of things right now after after the election mm. is over and has been called for Joe Biden, and you know it things look and sound like the end of Return of the Jedi. The you know Colbert we, was wearing black the other day. We uh, are it's it's you know, it's in a place where this is something we can't ignore, and the fact is, I do think that there's a pop culture component of this. Um, I'll give you one right off the bat, which is the simple fact that. All of our popular big genre works of the last 40, 50 years going back to Star Wars, or you could go further to something like 1984. Our culture has been primed with these narratives about what is the rise of authoritarianism? What is the rise of fascism? What is the rise of these the struggle. things? Who are these type of people? What do they seem like, right? Our, uh, filled, our, 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 our culture filled with them. And we know that stories and narratives often have to have a heightened sense of them, right? So like, it's not, yeah, it's, well, not just, no, no, beyond meta. It's more like, um, when you look at something like Darth Vader, right? All right, okay, the dark cape and the mask and everything. You know he's the bad guy the second he shows up, right? Okay, so there's a blinking headlight. They have to make these things bigger and larger than real life, right? To the point that sometimes when we watch some things, right? What's you know, they go, this is too, this is too out of control. I could never buy this as the narrative. People are more complex in this. Even villains, that's a big thing. We're going, he's just a mustache twirler. Lex, Lex Luthor, yeah. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that cartoonishness, right, is a big part of that, right? But we're like, okay, well, what's this, what are these stories trying to tell us? They're trying to tell us, look out for this stuff in your society. Ultimately, look out for this stuff in people in society. Suddenly we get this situation where, quite frankly, these people, the Trump administration, you know, the current, you know, GOP, the, the QAnon people, they're out of a cartoon. The corruption, the incompetence is obvious to the point where people are going, no, I wouldn't buy this if this were written. And yet this is real life. Uh, my point is this. We have a whole culture of this narrative telling us about the rise, about this changeover, about who these people are. And apparently half of our population, all that went over their heads. Well, look, um, <laughs> as, as many of you, as many of you guys know, who, who've been listening, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian and a believer. Um, and for someone that's of, of that background, you know, having a church background, we we're, we're splitting right in half. Well, not really right in half. I mean, you have American evangelicals, they are on one, one spectrum of it. And then you have those of us who identify very differently, you know, I'm um, not going to say liberal. I'm not going to say right. I just feel that, you know, that there is that, um, that block that's going to, that was putting support and still are putting their support with, with Trump. Um, and that makes things complex, you know, and it's like, I look at that and, you know, very sadly, because uh, I know that there have been um, people within my church who are no longer friends anymore, um, who there's therefore there's like this war that's been waged um, from that standpoint. Um, John knows what I'm talking about. You know, he's you, know, you and I, we, we went to that church 
Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, this kind of this usually past elections, mm. you have disagreements, but it wouldn't tear families apart. It wouldn't really ruin relationships but this this election and our last election really drove a real wedge between people but you and i are very uh, yeah. have you uh, have unique backgrounds mm-hmm. um we're very ethnic we're not yeah. we're not white you know yeah. um i have white friends i have mm-hmm. yeah i mean i have friends who are not white you know we're the un right but the UN. but in actuality the in in in, in all honesty um there are many of those who live in outside of where we are. You know, we're in New York, right? Those of uh, many of who are not here, who f- feel very differently, who feel that, oh, you know what? You know, um, uh, we are marginalized. We are uh, something's being pulled uh, they're, they're, uh, over our eyes. We w- we want to we want to be heard. You know, mm-hmm. um, my neighbor, his son is a is is a cop. You know who lives in Staten Island. I mean, I don't have to tell you who you know who he vouched for. You know, yeah. but it's all because it's like, oh, they're um, you know, don't let him dare tell you. You know, um, you, uh, the the right the right to bear arms. That's your constitutional right. Okay, and because of that, Trump is going to be that person who's going to give you that. You know, uh, and that's therefore that's who he voted for. Um, but again, yeah, we those of us who are here in this room right now, um, we feel of a certain way. And it has very much bearance on our characters, what we what we hold, what we uh, cherish dearly. As there is a Ed, Ed, there is a very big reason Joe Biden's speech touched a guy like you and me in the heart. The simple fact of just genuine, like I'm trying to be decent. It doesn't mean that the you know a, a person of his age or whatever that you can't look through their past. You're, you're 78 years old and you're in politics. There's a lot people can, <clears throat> can pick apart. But there is nothing in Joe Biden's history that is anywhere close to Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, or that whole gang. What? It's not. It's again, ain't 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 the same ballpark. Ain't the same league. It's not even the same sport. Explicitly. At this point, if you want that speech to be made real, if Joe Biden's speech touched you, moved you, made you go, yes, yes, we, 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 we can do great things and we can move forward. None of that's going to happen if the Democrats do not have the Senate. If they don't capture the Senate, statehood for Puerto Rico out, doing something with the Supreme Court out doing something with gerrymandering, all of these things are necessary. Literally, as I'm speaking right now, Mitch McConnell is making a lot of noise about maybe not certifying this election for Joe Biden. You have to cut his knees off. You have to make him just one more voice in the Senate and not the person who is has any power over any part of the agenda. John Ossoff, Reverend Warnock, If you are in Georgia, do everything in your power. Go to their websites. Give till it hurts. Canvas for them. If you are about to turn 18 in the next couple of weeks, get your registration. Whatever it is, then this must be the laser focus that unites everyone until January. Afterwards, we can have whatever conversation we want to have about Medicare for all 
or statehood for Puerto Rico or whatever, but we can't even have that conversation unless Georgia flips blue. Stacey Abrams and the Democratic Party in Georgia needs as much help as possible. This isn't the end of the story because guess what? Real life is not a movie. And just because Luke Skywalker looks over and sees the ghosts of Obi-Wan and the rest of them smiling, doesn't mean executive producer comes up. This is a never ending battle. So please, please, John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock for Senate in Georgia, everyone do whatever they can. And that'll be the end of politics, okay? Um, Unfortunately, politics has affected when and where we can get together, and unfortunately, politics has affected how often we've been able to do the podcast, but hope, and whether or not there's anything to cover. But there is stuff to cover. So uh, a huge thing happened in the preceding weeks, a very big pop culture loss that we want to, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to do a whole show, but we didn't get around to doing it, but we do want to mention it right now is, of course, the I'll death take what is in the politics jar for 300. Listen, that's a, hey, Ed, 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 that's a, that's a very nice shirt you've got there, Ed. Where'd you get it from? Where'd you get the shirt? Well, uh, well, this suit? Yeah, this, where'd you get that shirt from? It's very nice. Where, where, where'd you buy it? Is that really such a Target? Is it Target? Walmart? I just have one question. I just one question, Edward. Do they make them for men? See, that's the thing. Whenever, okay, whenever, okay, is your Sean Connery Daryl Hammond Sean Connery? Oh, I had a Connery before. Yeah, Sean, okay. Hammond. Right, I, I can, again, again. Right, because you uh, have the manners of a goat and you smell like a dog. Uh, going, going back, going back maybe three, okay, two months, three months um, into COVID, uh, three months ago from today, we are post election, right? So, uh, what was I doing? I was trying to figure out if they're like, you know, how we, we, if we were going to be able to do the 007 show. Right. Like one of our right. many which is still, shows. Right. Which, still in the ether. Still, still in the ethers. Ether. But at the same time, I, I've got a bunch of 007s that I need to catch up on. Right. Starting with Dr. No. Right. And, uh, and, and Goldfinger. And what did I say to you? I'm like, Goldfinger is, no pun intended, pun intended, the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like, uh, so, so the... You're doing a Sean Connery that's of a, you know, when he's in his all of, already in his mature years. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, there is. Right? And when you do an impression of Connery, right. which is weird that we're getting into this weird right because of it, because but it is, you starting is. with Doctor No, it's like, well, I sound like this. Shocking, shocking, shocking. It's like, you know, <laughs> as as he's like, you know, like taking the cigarette out of the box. It's like, oh, octopusy. <laughs> hello, oh, no, well, that's, no, that's hello, more. hello, pussy. <laughs> so you know uh, he's a he was a gigantic part of pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the best ways I can give him his impact, yeah, um, not his impact of what his stature was, is this. Uh, John, have you ever heard of a movie called Time Bandits? Oh, oh, I thought you were going to mention Sardaz. No, not Sardaz. 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 <laughs> Sardaz. Have you ever have you ever heard of a movie called Time Bandits? Yeah. You, have you ever seen it? Does it have is midgets? It, it's, it's, <laughs> Stand down, Captain Picard. Stand down, Captain Picard. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. <laughs> All right. So, like, you, you, it's a Terry Gillen film, but you've probably have you ever seen it, or probably not really familiar with it. I don't remember. Okay, so it's a, 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 in the script that Gillum and his you know crew were Monty great. Python 
fame. It's kind of it's it's Monty Python-esque. It's because it's Terry Gillum, all right. And there's a whole point about time traveling and stuff. And at one point, like the characters are supposed to meet like an ancient Greek king who is disguised as the Minotaur. So like he has like this thing over his head that makes him think that he's a monster, but he's not really. And in the script, literally, as they were writing it, it says, and the monster approaches, but then he takes off the mask. And underneath is Sean. Sean Sir Sean. Not Sir, he wasn't Sir Sean. It was like Sean Connery. Boy, thank and you. if we can't get him someone of equal stature. <laughs> Which shows you that he was that guy. We have joked for years about the idea that he easily could have he been He never Obi- turned down a job. Right, but but no, we joked for years that he easily could have been Obi-Wan. That he was a guy that had that sort of like gravitas mm. screen presence that could that added just class Man to up. whatever. One of the things <laughs> the that I did one of the world rests on your shoulders. One of the things that I uh that I watched and I've already seen twice at this point is uh, Bri- uh, Bridge Too Far. Right, yeah. Right? Um, Upon my recommendation, because you were uh, like, yeah, I'd never seen this. Right, before. you know, so, and I saw it again, like, for a second time. And, you know, he's not Anthony Hopkins. He's not, um, uh, um, who, who else was in that movie? He's not Hackman. He's not he's Hackman. He's not that kind of actor. He's right. much closer to a John Wayne he, or a Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he refuses to do accents. <laughs> I'm a sh- I'll shun a- how I shun no matter what, whatever role I take. Is, my name is Juan Villalobos Ramirez. <laughs> I'm Egyptian, but I'm pretending <laughs> to be Spaniard. But um, I talk like this. <laughs> I talk like this, right? Also, I might also be a Ukrainian. I, 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 uh, what was Marco Ramius? I want to say Marco Ramius was like, I'm a Ukrainian <laughs> serving in the Russian Navy. Uh, Would you like some tea? Okay, now <laughs> let's ask me the question. What was your intro into Sean Connery? What was ask your intro? What was okay, so um, again, Doctor No, uh, the, the his 007, He is he was not my double seven growing up, right? For I can see, for and I get very that, guys obvious reasons, right? Be, yeah. Roger Moore was the intro to 007. Um Again, having gone back to watch all of the Sean Connery 007s, and I go, this is. 007. He is the guy who put 007 uh, seven on the map. But what was my intro into Sean Connery? Uh, I would have to say, um, let me see. Um, this was a joke back in high school. My friend Mike had a pen. He would be like, I found the, this is this. It was always, it was all, I found the cure for cancer and I've, and I've lost it. And he drops the pen. <laughs> oh my God, medicine man. <laughs> Did you seriously just? I found the cure for cancer and I've lost it. You are going with medicine, man. Not my joke. Not my joke. Now, that said. Bruce. That said. Bruce Bolton of the superhero hype. That said. I apologize. Sean Connery was already, when I started watching movies, that avuncular, older guy you know that gentleman, like Russia House. I oh my god! I didn't you see were hitting movie. all of the like, like the hold films on. that are not great, right? That he did. But hold on, hold <laughs> on. Uh, Highlander, and I have to say, his um, his Henry Jones, which is yes. like Junior. Yeah. Oh, you, Junior. I, see, I was expecting that above all. I was expecting you to evangelize for Last <laughs> Crusade, and you're like, yeah, Master Crusade. Oh, fine. Medicine man, that's what let it's it at. go, Miguel. You know, but um, but somehow, but again, because he's he was one of those personalities and ho- Hollywood personalities that was that was ubiquitous, 
the ubiquity of Sean Connery. I mean, he is just one of those right. pantheon and of actors. He was one of those guys that was able to be part of a big pop culture mm. thing, yeah. Bond, and move out of its shadow in a way that a lot of those dudes who followed him kind of didn't. Now, I can make a bunch of commentaries now because, and I, and I go, boy, the day he discovered that he was balding, because uh, when we get, when we talk about Never Say Never. <laughs> In all honesty, okay. it's not even Never Say Never. You can go back as far as Diamonds Are Forever. You can go back as far as Diamonds Are Forever. And it's like, and it's like okay, what are you doing with wow. that piece on your head? That's yeah, not, uh... you know. Um, and, <laughs> and what is he still doing in his later days? I mean, my, um, okay. You're going to bring here's another movie. Catherine wanna, Thank you. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> I'm in love with a thief. You know, it's like, <laughs> I've fallen in love with a thief. I'm 79 years old. Oh, my God. I, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering this, but there was an interview of him, and he's like, yeah, once in a while, you got to hit him. Sometimes you got to slap him. <laughs> oh, no, no. We were talking about this. So the, the Barbara Walters interview, where it's like, now, Sean, when you say that it's, you know, that it's okay to slap, I, I forget, I'm paraphrasing really badly, you know, um, about what the conversation was. But basically, to, to, in essence, it was, it's okay to slap a woman sometimes. I don't like to. I don't like to slap a woman, but it depends what it is. <laughs> I'm really paraphrasing here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a yeah. So you know, thank you for getting that out of the way, though, right? So that the, we, we don't have to dwell the on the misogyny that, that, yeah, that is. You know, that, that was Sir Sean. Yes. That was Sir Sean. It guy from another another time. But you know, this goes into uh, Bond because you know the thing is, Bond as a character, we you know. Like you said, we grew up with Roger Moore, and then we get Timothy Dalton. George you get, Hamilton. You get, of course, Brosnan, and now Daniel Craig. Mm. And Craig is closer to the Connery kind of conception of Bond. Because with Moore and the rest of them, there's like, oh, we, the smoothness is what's important. Bond is smooth. And it's like, no, Bond's a killer. Bond actually doesn't, you know, in the books, he's terribly misogynistic. Mm -hmm. Literally, Ian Fleming writes about Bond liking sex with a hint of rape. <laughs> Ian Fleming's words, not mine. Okay, so uh, as a character, you know, there is a similarity. Like I said, Connery was a little closer to Clint Eastwood and Wayne than he was to something else. It was more his screen presence. And to say that Bond in that level maybe reflected certain aspects of him, I don't know if we can, I don't know if you can make an argument against that. But he was a presence. He had a, a charisma, a physicality as Bond. And then as you said, he loses the hair. And unlike a lot of actors where it's just like, that's the end. Well, let's he talk kind about kind of the... almost embraceive. He does a lot of stuff with hair pieces, but then he also does a ton of crap. We're just like, nope, this is me. I don't have hair. Well, look, what are let's, you gonna do? let's look at the physicality of him. Former U Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe contestant. Right? I think he came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, before the steroids, okay? Let's just let's just be specific about that. In that sort of, he was very much in that just, uh, a, mo a lot of people may not know who this guy is, but the forerunner of Arnold is Steve Reeves. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, Hercules yeah. Very natural looking. Very natural, but v still very shredded. Mm -hmm. Still very shredded. And you can see that, that physicality as Bond. You know, um, and almost throughout his whole life, you know, maybe that bodybuilding aspect of him, you know, did inform parts of his his performance because there's physicality is really important in film. You know, does this person, you know, bring up that, you know, did they fill up the screen? And there's a dude. I'm that, sorry, no third runner is, up, third, third runner up, third runner up, he was a yeah. contestant, yeah, yeah. In 1950, <laughs> Mr. Universe. 
too bad we couldn't see his prime today because you know the the stuff they have Daniel Craig doing now, you know, jumping off of yeah, moves, yeah. oh, you, know, you barrel mean barrel yeah. rolls, the fighting, the action but sequence. There's better but coordination, imagine, yeah. But imagine that kind of level of in a Doctor No. But here's the thing, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reinvents himself. Four times, I think, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. About it's four bunch, times. Yeah. He has comebacks. One, two. <laughs> well, look, look. He doesn't win. He doesn't win the uh, an Oscar for best supporting in until the Untouchables. Until Untouchables, right? right. Um, that. I mean, Untouchables. By then, he's already had two. Um, he's already reinvented himself twice. Right. You know, because uh, post Bond. Well, well, what does he actually, do? Actually, actually, let's start at the beginning. Oh, sorry. Many the beginning. people, many people forget. <laughs> What's what is what is what is Connery's other Ian Fleming connection? What is his other? Chitty, Chitty, Chitty oh, bang, okay, 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 bang. Okay. All, right. All right, he's Darby O'Gill, Darby O'Gill <laughs> and the Little People. <laughs> chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang, and it's like, no, motherfucker, you're Bond now. So it's like he starts out from that his sort of semi obscurity, you know, lesser projects, Bond. I would say post Bond that never say the 1980s. Is when suddenly we get uh, well, you know he's he he's doing stuff like Bridge Too Far, he's doing stuff like Zardoz, and then people I just do like no, we like this guy, let's put him in more things, and you get that run of like Highlander and Last Crusade and Hunt for Red October and on and on to the point where you know I would say that period uh, lasts until about The Rock, yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah. I don't know if he just the projects become not as good. There's a lot more. I think he's out of step. Maybe he's just getting older. He can't play certain roles that people would want him to play, and maybe he didn't want to, you know, play more aged things. More. I have to go back to to see Longest Day. You know, which was which was the movie. Oh, he's lovely in Longest Day. He's great. He's he plays uh he 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 plays this guy who's um. you know, everyone, there's all the different perspectives in that movie. And he's a guy that's like, I've been fighting with the Scots here, you know, throughout. And like, like we got all these young 20-something-year-olds who are like, they think they're they're they're, they're tough shit now. I, if I remember correctly, I think he's got to kilt the whole nine yards. <laughs> uh, I, I think, but see, I would, if we're going to remember Connery the, the and his presence and stuff, everyone knows to see Bond. I would even say people know Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but go yeah, go back and watch like Murder or Murder on the Orient Murder Express. Express or, like, uh, I, uh, in the name of the rose. Name of the rose. Everyone needs to watch In the Name of the Rose again. It is one of the most fantastic movies. It's one of his best performances. Young Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. Uh I again I would say, you know, watch Hunt for Red October. Uh what, what are you gonna? Really no, 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 no. I, I was just. <laughs> I know you were getting ready for perform for. No, no. I mean the hunt for Red October because I, I have a thing for the for for these um, evil um, kind of. Well, for the um, uh, for these Jack Ryan movies. Oh right, Jack know, Ryan. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Jack Ryan franchise, and uh, it is you know yeah we make fun of the you know uh, of the accent right the lack yeah. thereof you know and yet it to me it is one of those um, one of those movies that's like. He should have gotten something for it. Hmm, I, think, I think he's. I think. I think he's good. I think he's really good in in, in Red October. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure necessarily like Academy Award level. Yeah. But it's iconic. It's it's the he's the perfect guy for that part, even with the accent. That's the whole thing. You got to go. How am I? How does he pulling this off? 
He's supposed to be a Russian submarine commander, but <laughs> but he's, he's like, listen to me, Vasily. <laughs> what? Where where are you from? <laughs> um, and you know he, you know, there's something about playing any of the large iconic roles like a Bond mm-hmm. that sort of embeds you in the the lingua francoa. Like again, yeah, yeah. just right now, everyone's got a goddamn Connery impression. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, but his presence is just so, so gigantic, mm. so, so, so huge. And there, I don't know if we quite, it's funny how Craig really is a bit of a little bit of second coming, but he, he, I, I don't know if what, Craig what, quite lacks the largeness in his personality and performances, but he's as in, bonds in general, as a performer, uh, I disagree as, as a performer. He, I'm, again, I'm not right. saying he's bad. Right. I'm just saying, I don't think that because if you, his, his, his him but, and Logan lucky, I'm a lucky. Oh Logan. yeah. That's, 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 right. that's great stuff. But again, it's, I don't think it's the same, but he is in that sort of like, who is this guy? Connery was a good looking guy, but he wasn't a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. He is his essence, his, what he, made him, he looks very handsome when he was young. He's very, very rugged. Is the but I think rugged, rugged more, is a word. rugged more mm-hmm. than like when you think of like um, I'm trying to think of an actor who when they like they're they're, they're well look look, look uh, um, what's his uh, Jorel um, Brando Brando he, a young Brando with the Stella you know like the, that the, jaw the, and that you know, big Roman like, nose of right. his and you know the then and the, the, the there's a the physicality, physicality the to the to the appearance of him that it was something manly. very larger in life very manly very manly but, right? but not manly but not like again getting into the aesthetics of it's the difference between Steve McQueen yes and Paul Newman yeah both are manly dudes mm. but Paul Newman's a looker. Mm. And McQueen, there's a little like, did you get hit in the face with a frying pan? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> At McQueen, it still exudes this charisma. And Connery was on that level. And he, in terms of genre fanboy stuff, like we said, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about Highlander. We're talking about Indiana Jones. He he gave us, I mean, his last role was friggin' League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, oh, as big God. as a piece of crap as that was. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he, you know, Alan Quarterman. You know, you know what I like. So everyone schwitz in Africa. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, it's one of these. It's one of those deals where, like, him passing and to bring it all back. As here's we're gonna end mm-hmm. it. To bring it all back to the election. So you know, one of the big things, like I said, of this being a memeified election and pop culture being a part. So the ending of Endgame has cemented itself in the public consciousness. It just is a part of our world. When anyone says now, references to you, John, says on your left, you're going to know what they mean. You know, you're going to know, you know, all of whatever they said, Avengers Assemble, which is great. I love that as a fanboy, that people everywhere knows Avengers Assemble. That's, that's, 30 years ago, I never would have guessed it. So there are a bunch of videos where they do these, not deep fakes, but they do that bad, like, super imposition of, like, faces on top of stuff. And it's like, just like, it's almost like flash animation. It's not really that good, but it's like, it's, it's almost, like right. And that's almost the point is that it doesn't look good. Yeah. Is like, it's kind of like we're making a joke. So, like they, Park, yeah. so they've done that with the end of Endgame. It's obviously Biden as Captain America and, you know, Trump as Thanos and, you know, all the people coming to them. And so there's a point where like, we're in the, in that scene, Dr. Strange goes to Wong and he says, you know, is that all of them? Is there any more? And, and he goes, what you wanted more. And what they do is, they give like the dead rising. So it's like everyone else was like, you know, 
I don't know, like literally in the video, it's like Elon Musk is Tony Stark. They have the Greta Thunberg as, as, as Pepper, but then it's like the dead rise, like you wanted more, who? So it's like the spirits of those who Trump has wronged also come up and that's the scene where Ant-Man becomes Giant Man and delivers War Machine and Hulk and Rocket. And what they had was the Dead Rising was John Lewis as Ant-Man and his voice booming out there. And then it's like, you know, RBG, uh, John McCain, and then for whatever reason, <laughs> Sean Connery's face is put over Rocket as Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> To the when I saw that I lost it because I'm going like I don't even know That's what Connery's <laughs> politics were was he against are we just like we love Sean Connery therefore he has to be on our side but it was that you know like everyone on deck against Trump and you know that sh that shows you him passing and the truly last thing I will say is this we know that when he reaches the pearly gates uh, Alex Trebek is going to meet someone there what is a podcast. <laughs> So we meet you again, Trebek. <laughs> so a moment of silence for one of the greats. It's sad that we've lost him, you know, in this period, mm -hmm. but it was a great run. He was 90 years old. It's yeah. not like we were, yeah. you know, this is not a man cut down yeah. in his prime or, you know, too early. It wasn't like he died. He was 65. It's 90. He, he and it's unfortunate. We did have that conversation not too long ago. Like, have you seen him recently? I'm like, oh boy. He's Sean's, oh, Sean's getting old. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the, to get, to get to Last Crusade, you know, he, He's only six years older than six, Harrison 60 Ford. Years than Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> so it's like uh, I thought I've lost you. I thought I lost you, boy. Oh yeah. So a moment of silence for the great, great Sean Connery. And now he's up in heaven with Roger Moore. <laughs> Wait. George Hamilton. George Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met anyone. Fam I've never met anyone famous before. You know, I can't wait to tell all my friends that I we, that I've met George Hamilton. George Hamilton. Ed, Ed, if someone gave me a hundred million dollars tomorrow, I would blow it on on you and me directing <laughs> a remake of Cannonball Run Two. <laughs> oh, see, oh, you're going. Oh, see, I, I, I thought you were going to go what? with the Menudo song. Oh, cannonball! And Sinatra drives by, and it's like you know. I'm going for the millions myself, <laughs> Mick. May we call you Frank? You may not. You may not. <laughs> uh, so now we're just going to end this up with one. You know, one of the problems of our of our era and time is that. Pop culture productions, movie and TV, has everything's been thrown into disarray. It's hard to know what to watch, what not to watch, what's bothering to even <clears throat> be concerned about. Because is this even going to? Well, that's made all determined for you in algorithm forms. <laughs> it's like don't know what to watch. You know what? I think I'll watch The Crown. <laughs> yeah, but that's. Uh, someone else was telling me about The Crown. Is it any good? I don't know. Oh. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> But like we're we're in the situation where it's like there are a lot of things that are on hold or we're uncertain about you know what's what's happened. Mm. Uh, Hollywood has seemed to have taken their stabs with I would say last the few months back with okay uh, let's Disney is like let's release Mulan see how that does Warner Brothers was like let's release Tenet see how that does. Wait a minute, and, wait a minute. So sorry, I have one little bone to pick with Disney. Mm -hmm. 
So you got to pay for a subscription, but if you want to watch Mulan, you have to pay for the subscription. Yeah. And like $20. Right, 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 right. I know, man. Look, and it blew up in their faces. And that's the thing. They're, they haven't really gotten their hands right. around how to work this in this situation right now. So it's just everything's up in the air. So, like, as a lifeline to us, <laughs> for our sanity, for something to go, thank, thank God for Disney+. Plus. Oh, the Mandalorian. Because they, you know, the yeah. new season of the Mandalorian started, and uh, also thank, thank you CBS All Access for bringing back uh, Star Trek Discovery as well to give us something. To now, unfortunately, uh, mind you, I've only watched one. Um, I've yeah. watched both episodes of Mandalorian one and two. Discovery, I've only touched upon the first two episodes. Yeah, so and they're released weekly, right? And they're released weekly, yeah. which is good. Just so yeah, they, yeah. So, you so don't blow it all in one day. And we got to you know stretch it out also for our attention spans. And now that I don't have to hopefully worry about you know the brown shirts coming to our doors in a couple of months, I can un I can unclench the sphincter a little bit and actually care about what the hell's going on in these you know worlds and fantasy narratives. And so. And so, um, Mando season one uh, 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 came and went. We did our review. Now we've got uh, season two. We're two episodes in. Now, John has not seen uh, anything of season two yet. The two episodes, no. The two episodes yet. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to... That's okay. Spoil, as always. I'll that's... spoil episode three for you. <laughs> Deal? <laughs> Deal? <laughs> With too, too much privilege. Too, too much, much privilege. privilege. <laughs> And they all love the Second Amendment. All right, so um, but here we are. Two man. white stormtroopers. All right, so we're we're here with and a white under the armor. Oh God! So we are um, we're here with Mando season two started. Mm. Um, I think that the first season that that this that this second season's first episode space justified. Oh my God! So let's start out with that. It's an episode called The Marshal. We're picking up from where we left off with Mando, trying to find other Mandalorians in hope of finding the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And and they give us they they gave us uh, Timothy Oliphant uh, from Justified, Justified, who was great as a character. Loved him as almost like if they're not going to bring back Cara Mm -hmm. Dune, then I want to see this character. And um, so we find out. What we we first thing we get is Boba Fett, and we're like, wait, who's In more ways than one? Who's we'll Boba? F- wait, Boba Fett is alive. Oh, he's alive. Wait a minute, no, so now this- it's space justified because okay, in so reality, let's, let's it's break simple, it. Let's break it down for John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys already said this, but um, when does this take place? It takes five, place years, five years after, after Return of the Return Jedi. Of Jedi. Return the of Empire Jedi. has fallen. The New Republic is establishing itself. The First Order has yet to mm. really make any waves. And so we're sort of like, what happened in the in the falling of a totalitarian The New regime? Republic is, um, is, is, they're spending their time and energy bringing order to things. They've got but, uh, X-Wings patrolling, patrolling all this, this all the space, except for the Outer Realm. Now, this episode takes place in Tatooine, which is where Luke was raised. And Tatooine um, is right outside of the... Uh, of the of of even the, uh, the empire didn't have jurisdiction over there, right? So it's real frontier. It really is the frontier, the, 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 the west. frontier west. Justified. Yeah. So yeah, that's why 
Mando all... is in and out. He's he's making trades. He's trying to protect Mando, his child. Mando's looking for other Mandalorians, and he thinks that you know he gets it. He gets oh well, you got to go to Tatooine, and you know you know someone they'll they'll point you in the right direction. He goes to this small town, and instead of finding a Mandalorian, he finds a a, a character named Cobb, who is quote unquote the marshal of this mm. place, played who, by Timothy Elephant. By, an, uh, by Elephant, who has Boba Fett's armor. And Mando's like, hand that shit over. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Where'd you hand get it? And he's like, ah, I, I got it, it off of some Jawas. And then instead of they, they get into a tense sort of like, will they, are they going to fight or not? And instead of fighting, uh, their attention gets drawn to the fact that this town is under threat by a crate dragon, mm-hmm. which is something yeah. from Star Wars mythology yeah. that's on uh, Tatooine that You've we've never really s- seen, skeleton. but only right. one time there's a definite in the films that we saw was the, we saw the body of the crate dragon uh, uh, in uh, New yeah. Hope. In a yeah, new hope, when, when pits, right? no, 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 um, that's a sarlacc. No, a sarlacc. dragon is when C-3PO before he gets picked up by the Jawas in a new hope, and he's like, Over here, over here, you, you see, see this big right. skeleton mm-hmm. that's supposed to be a crate dragon. And in fact, the call that Obi Wan makes to scare off the Tusken Raider uh, oh, oh, is supposed oh, oh, oh. to be right. the call of the crate yeah. dragon, something that would have scared the Tusken mm-hmm. Raiders away. Very Dune like, by and, the way. Yeah, very yeah. Dune, something living in the you know, in a in a sea of sand and stuff. And so Mando makes this deal with the Marshal. He says, Look, I'll help you with this mm-hmm. situation. Because the Marshal right, because he's looking out for the for the for, for this for the, town that's this under town. siege, right? And so essentially We have a common enemy. We have a common enemy. I'll give you the armor if we do this. They work together, mm-hmm. they work with the sand people. Long story short, they succeed. He gives the armor to 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 uh, Mando, and then the end of the episode is is um, Tamora Morrison, aka uh, Jake the Mus, aka Django the, Fett. Django Fett, who or pretty much every single every clone, clone trooper. trooper. <laughs> he turns around, and you see there's Tamora Morrison. Right. Now, now, can, can I make a comment? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did you get that armor? And here I am. I'm anticipating. Oh yeah, you know how did this come up? What is it? What story does he give us? He gives us, I was, I was, uh, um, I needed water, and uh, and the Jawas saved me, and uh, and I had and I had something that they okay. that they wanted. And I'm like, let's make a trade. And I look over, and there's the armor. I was expecting something more like more dramatic. Instead, he's like. I'm inside the Jawa. The, 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 well, the I mean, Jawa they, they gotta they gotta hold things close to their vest. For yes, I, I, I they get it. They can't just like it. give you like, how did they, how did but that? He seems like I, he's drinking his water and right. he's like quenching well, his thirst like, and he's like I'm pointing over like I want that. And so he has the armor because that uh, once he got the armor he was able to defend his town better. Mm. Yada yada. So at the end of the episode he gives the armor to the Mando and he flies off and then we see mm. Tamora Morrison there now. Everyone's losing their S, and they're like, it, "I did." It's Boba Boba, and I did too. I was like, "Wow!" But you just brought up a very interesting aspect. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Morrison played all the clones too. Ed, no, 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 Ed. Let's remember, we know that who's the head, who's behind this series, Ed. Dave Filoni. Okay, clones. If he could, if he, you don't think Dave Filoni would be like. I'll tease you. Or, I, I, or but wait, wait, wait. Let me I don't finish. Buy it, but go Let on. me finish, okay? What if it's a switcheroo? What if Tamara Morrison's character meets Mando and he says, My name is Captain Rex. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's the swerve. 
it's the swerve. It's, un- it's unnecessary. It's not unnecessary because and and, it is think superfluous. About it. People love Captain Rex. Yeah, and I, they would I know. love again. And the whole point of this series right now is they're not the whole point. But Captain Rex. They're, they're putting in a is lot. With the Repu- is with the Republic because uh, I think it's already pretty much established he fought. Right, that's what M- I'm saying, uh, on, that they're going to lengths to do stuff like that and say, oh, Rex was there at the Battle of Endor, uh, just hear me out. People would be very happy if the if the first time, no. right, they would be happy, right? And they'd be like, and they'd be like, oh, hey, you guys thought it was Boba Fett? It's not, it's Captain Rex, and he, you know, oh, it's cool, he's hanging around with Mando, he's an ally or whatever, and then you get that sort of like, wait, no, he's not Rex, this is Boba. And it makes it a little more because if it's just Boba right off the bat, this is just me just saying. I think it'll be like, okay, that's Look, that's that's cool. I think it'd be very interesting to to bring because the clones thing has never been really uh, aside, it, 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 like um, uh, in live action. In live action, apart from the first trilogy, right? And even we, then, it's not. Yeah, because we've never really talked about. Well, this is a universe where there are people who look like each other, and they're stragglers. Throughout the whole right. u- universe at this point, right? Um, and we've never gone that. And they all look like Tamar Morrison, Aquaman's dad, by the way. So, um, uh, what what is a universe like that look like? You know, the, like I said, the there's of that? right. Well, like I know, said, that, you could explore that if he's if mm-hmm. he could be if he's Rex and not Boba, yeah, for real, and yeah. that's not a cover. I'm saying that that I'm just saying the fact that Tamar Morrison and that what you're saying, the, the clone aspect looking. You could go a lot of ways with this you that can. is not just obvious, that is not just Boba wants his armor back or whatever. Mm. I hope it's more than just that. Mm. I also hope that they get into the fact that it's been established in the canon right now that Boba's armor isn't Mandalorian. Thank you. I was just going to bring that up. It's one of the things that I was up. like, why didn't... Why Jango didn't... Fett is not a Mandalorian. a Mandalorian. Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. Right. And in fact, the we know that the Beskar arm that it's not that at least the helmet mm-hmm. is not Beskar, yeah, because it's got it's always had the dent, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be if it's Beskar. This brings like a where are we gonna get into? How are we gonna uh, follow it? Overall, that first episode was really really solid. The ending really worked for mm-hmm. me in that. Oh, oh wow, here's the OS moment. Boba Fett's there. It was fun. It was exciting. The the, the character of Cobb worked. This is what makes my issue with the second episode. Okay, well, that much. That much. Before you bring that, bring up the second episode. One thing that we have something to look forward to is Giancarlo Esposito and the Dark Blade. Right. That's that's huge on itself. Just the thought of it, and because they have to, they have to wrap that up mm. by the end of this, by the end of the, of the season. Well, at least you know have something Moving resolved. Forward. We have to Moving have forward. more revelation. Okay, now let's get into second episode. Second episode gets because into we, something. Because we, we, we have yeah, we're a... Back. You enjoyed it. You liked it. It's fun. Second episode. All right. Um, basically, Mandalorian has a, has, is given a job. He's basically been hired to, to do for, uh, uh, for Uber services. And he's like, I'm not running, I'm not running a, a taxi business here. Um, but in order for him to... Get more information on the Mandalorians, yeah. he's like... Oh well, uh, if you bring this, if, basically this frog, this teenage mutant ninja turtle, has frog. her eggs in a separate like bag. <laughs> All right, 
And she's all like, I need to get to this planet where my husband is. He's my mate. Right. These are my eggs. We're, it's spawning we need, time. It's spawning it's our, time. It's our, it, we have to spawn, and this is our whole lineage from our race. If we don't do this, our lineage is mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Cool beans, mission of mercy, weirdo character, mask, frog woman. In, thing. in the midst of, uh, of him driving, he, uh, he encounters two, two Republic X-Wings, and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, you don't have your credentials. Where are your tags, where, man? Where are your tags? Where are your tags? What's tags? going on? You know, and he makes a run for it, ends up crashing on a nice planet. And it's, how do we, oh, we're stuck here. Oh, I got to get the, the, the this woman to their spawning grounds. And oh, on top of all of the rest Space of that. Space cave spiders. Kate giant ice spiders, which are very, very cool. And, and the through line of it is the fact that for whatever reason, we've seen that uh, Baby Yoda is very... He keeps popping those... He Baby pop. Yoda, as we know, will eat anything. We've seen that from season <laughs> one where he just dra- grabs whole frogs and swallows them whole, right? So for whatever reason, Baby Yoda becomes obsessed with this woman's eggs <laughs> and is keeps going back into the thing and eating them. See, look, I'm already chuckling. Again, it's, it's a fun episode. Genocide. It's a funny Thank episode. you. See? Oh god. John doesn't need to be told why that's not funny. <laughs> but John it is does fun. not need to be told. No, 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 no. Listen, that's not the whole that's not the crux of the episode. The episode in the, by itself. There's no crux to the episode. Thank you. Give and and you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed see, that's it. My thing. It was, was a fun episode. But oh, see, I don't what? think I it was you right now. It, with genocide. It was with genocide. See, there, <laughs> see, that's the whole thing. If you want me to be if you again, this is that balance of humor versus Even the drama. Even make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of these things where it's like, okay, do you if 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 you really want me invested in this female? And again, mistake number one was making her this teenage mutant ninja turtle thing. Why is that a mistake? Because there was no way for you to connect with her. She looked like what she was, and I'm gonna sorry, her. And Baby Yoda in this episode, above all, this was Sid and Marty Croft. They were puppets. There was no way to yeah, really... Yeah, so what? This is, di- yeah, this is different. When you look at how Yoda was done, or say Jabba the Hutt, they felt and looked like characters. There was also limitations of what they could Again, do Again, by the way, my, my take on that is, is that um, it was intentional... Basically, Miguel is saying, you know... Like, I'm saying it look- looks like Sid and Marty Croft, and you're saying, yes, that was what they were going for. It was for. cute... And that's that's what they were going for. It was intentional. Yeah, it was very you know. cute when Baby Yoda was maybe going because to what end, that episode? What are we watching? That, that hey, lineage of that woman. That's again, what I'm saying. What, it's like, what are we watching? That what I'm I'm watching that episode, and um, for me, it was just about how is he going to get out of this pickle? Right, and and that but was, that's and that, it. That's and that's fine by me. It's, it, but see, this is the other one. We you and when you end, momentum is very important for a series. When you, John, when I'm telling you, you end the previous episode with Boba Fett, don't give me a filler after. Keep that momentum going. If you were going to pull this story, it had to be third Again, or fourth. Again, I'm okay with that because, because you know, it, uh, second season, we're, we're going to get- You're a, not a fan of Lucifer then. How many- You don't like an episode. I've never, never how many filler, but that's- How many episodes was last season? Do you remember? Eight. eight that's eight it, Ed. It's what I'm saying. Uh, so in other words, eight? Ed, when you get to the we point- We may get is this eight, eight or ten. I, I think we're going to get eight. I don't think- yeah. eight. And that was one eighth. Thank wasted. you. One eighth was wasted on a story that it was an, furthered- Well, whatever. Nothing, none of the rest of the story, and this is, was my- But see, Ed, this mm-hmm. is par for the course for my criticism for this first season of like- 
okay, we are literally... There have been 10 episodes of the show that Yeah, and they wrapped up everything in, in the last two. No, they didn't. Much. That's the thing. Well... They didn't wrap anything up because at the end of the first season, all we learned was uh, the Imperials are after the baby. Oh, he's well, got the dark... from episode one. He's got... Oh, the... no, I'm talking about season one. That... The, yes, the... that's my point. Right. At the end of the... At the end of the season one, that, that, that two-parter finale, the Imperials are after the baby. Oh, addendum. Darksaber. But the story wasn't really pushed forward. We didn't learn any more. Where's Baby Yoda come from? What is? But his, let me ask you, know, you: What are they after for? Space Bill Burr episode. Was there anything space, learned with that? Space, space Bill Burr ep, uh, episode with the with the with the hires. I complained about that then. Okay. And I said the only reason that episode was there was so that they would have an origin. Did you story. not like that episode though? Ed, I, I will refer to you to our to our review of it where I where I Did pointed it suck? out all of the issues that it had. Where as fun as it was, as cool as a lot of stuff was, there was this quote of like, okay, you're doing this just to, you know, there are ways that they could be doing the what they're doing. Now maybe I might I, I, I might be clim, uh, I might be more complaining if it's like we're seven seven episodes in. And they're doing doing stuff like and more, this. And these are the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that's my issue. I think. there was an episode or two in the first season. I felt that way. Now mm. that I'm thinking about it, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah, because yeah. I was like, you know, like, like the okay, episode where on. they defeat the uh, the ATST or the STD thing. Yeah, uh, yeah it almost that that, <laughs> that episode, episode almost had no it, plot, oh, and the, it only you know, exi- but existed for this purpose to introduce Cara Dune. Yes. Which is fine. The Seven Samurai. Which is fine. Episode, right. Which is fine. Was like this is an hour about like you know he's gonna beat this machine eventually mm-hmm. and like we just had an episode where right yeah and that's the thing I I said that I said you know what you could almost season one it was important to know bo- who these characters are like and are and the build up for so. them but the story didn't move much in there and you could have skipped almost you could have done one and two and seven and eight. Well, and let, you're caught up. Let me ask you. Just, you know, just so who's that character? He met her, and and she's his ally. Let me oh, ask okay. you: Does it bother you um, at this point, uh, a season and two uh, and two episodes? He's still very much of a mystery. I mean, does that does that bother you? Like, like, do you want? I don't like, look. I don't have a problem with teasing things out mm-hmm. over the long term, Ed. That's. But you got it. No, I mean, I mean, that. meaning that, like, maybe that's just his character because uh, I mean, he's he's the lone wolf. And well, that's Cub fine. And, again, that's again, right. Ed. I don't. Like, have I guess, we seen do his we... face yet? Yes, we did. Yeah, we yeah. saw his face in the in the in uh, in that uh, finale. Did I miss that? Well? Yeah, oh, you missed part. it. The uh, IG, the 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 assassin droid that was taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. He when he's he's injured at one point, and he says, "If you take off my helmet, I'll kill you." Because he's got, I got to treat you. You're you're injured, and he says, uh, "It says, dude, you got it. You need treatment. If you don't, you're gonna die." Be- and he says, "No living thing has seen me." And then the droid says. Yeah. I'm not human. I'm not a living. Right. I'm not a living thing. So he takes off, and we do see Pedro Pascal right. underneath. They're all messed up, you know, because you know he's now, injured. No, because um, all we know of his background is, you know, he as a kid, his 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 parents were perished um, because of uh, because Imperials and the Mandalorians. By the Mandalorians they, they, they and took him by in them. and raised him. That's all we know. And 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 I again, I I understand a character like that mm-hmm. keeping everything close to the vest. I don't. Maybe we don't necessarily need to know everything. Mm-hmm. But it would add, it would nice. You know, one of my favorite parts of season one was seeing him interact with the other Mandalorians, whether mm-hmm. it was yeah, the yeah, armor yeah. That is, or yeah, Favreau's right. character yeah. in them. Yeah, and, you see him as a kid. They do some backstory. 
Yeah, a little, a little. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's that stuff is that stuff is good. I'd like to see some of that uh, teased out. We even that episode I said with the with the on the prison ship, mm-hmm. which by the way, is the only thing from this second episode of the second season that was goodish for me. Is they basically why does Mando have to run? Uh. You were part of a crew that broke into a New yeah, Republic yeah, prison yeah, ship, right. and yeah, and then and then we get. And he's the, like, okay, and like, oh, like, that's on me. That's on me, right? And then later on, we learn that he didn't even. What we actually learn is right. he didn't need to run. <laughs> that the New Republic was like, yeah, we wanted to bring you in for questioning on this one, but we, you took care of like you know you you were you tried to save the life of of, yeah. of the prison, papa, and you captured the guy's force and blah 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 blah. I do think they were pretty shitty to like just leave him on that rock, because a bit basically they he wasn't getting out of this situation. He was going to die with him, Baby Yoda, and this passenger and her eggs by the by the ice spiders. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, the X wings come back. The pilot shoot them all off, and they're all like, "Yeah, you're the guy." Well, you know, for that, blah blah, and like. He doesn't even ask them, I don't think, to like, <laughs> my entire ship is crushed almost to bits here. No, I think, he's, I, think, I think he says like, you know, well, if you help me out of this. Yeah, and they basically pickle, are like, then, yeah, you know, whatever, maybe we dude, could, we're like, just you know. leaving. And I'm like going like, seriously, that's another part of my issue with sort of the two X-wing. By the way, these t- two X-wing um, patrols, they land... You see him pop out with 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 laser rifles, and then they they, they shoot the, the the remaining uh caves uh, ice spiders, and it's like, give us a reason, you know, to not let you die here, you know. It's like, well, how about you help me out with my ship, you know? It's like, and they did what did they just do? They just pack up and they go like, no. don't get into any more trouble. Basically, they're two highway cops who go, "Hey man, update your update your tags, man, and fix that taillight." Uh, by the way, a little a little bit of trivia for um for you for for the audience out there. One of the guy, one of the patrol guys, is the father in a Canadian uh, sitcom called Kim's Convenience, also starring Simu uh, Simu Leung, Leung, I believe, right? Who will be the next uh, Shang Chi? Just so you know, he plays Shang Chi's dad. Well, no, not Shang Chi Chad. He is Shang Chi Zad in another show, but that's just a uh, different trivia. Asians looking out for each other. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm <laughs> well, saying. Yeah. Um, I, that th- this is my thing. I think that from what we got so far, I love. Again, that's the other problem with mm. with with that second episode. I love the first episode so much, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, here we go. And then I feel that m- the momentum was just like, just. It came to a complete halt with this episode where we didn't get anything further for him as a character. We didn't get anything further for Baby Yoda. We didn't. Get any- well, let me ask you, uh, if you would do a, a do if we were to do a comparison of of the first episode and the second episode, mm-hmm. it really it's pretty much not that much of a difference in terms of how is he going to get out of this pickle. You know, but that's a again, that's a given. Again, what is the story about, and is it engaging me? Mm-hmm. In the first episode, he, uh, he's got. He's a making a deal, and he they, makes and, a deal, right? and then it's like, and, but like everyone's like everything about in that story is interesting and compelling and action packed and ta 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 ta. Here we get into this weird thing where it's like, oh, we want you. We're trying to pull your on your heartstrings, and the Mando's going to do the right thing for this for this character. So you're on the side of Frog Woman, and then Baby Yoda eats her eggs throughout the entire episode, and you're kind of like, 
Well, look, 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 look. If you want me to be concerned with her, fine. If you want nonsense, the one one part, don't don't complain to me if I don't get what you're trying to go for. This is this is this is my opinion on it, right? Don't leave children unsupervised. We don't. She's frog women. She's frog lady. Um, up until a certain point, because she sees a, a a protocol droid that's been disassembled in in right. on, on the Razor Crest, and what does she do? She while Mando is taking a nap, she hot wires this this disassembled droid and links and and, ma- and, and for and a, is able and to translate. So and all of a sudden, she's like, okay. Yeah, you have got to help me. Blah blah blah. Whereas the previous, she was just doing this sort of like ah, ooh, ooh, ah, voice right. thing, where oh, it's her alien language that he doesn't understand. By the way, Amy Sedaris, uh, I don't. Uh, she returns back. Yeah, she returns her, back, she returns. and she's even talking exactly the way that's Miguel is sounding. And that's the thing. And so, Ed, it's hard for me to get emotionally mm-hmm. invested in that already. Because. You're already starting with the deficit of. She's an obvious person in a frog mask thing. Again, it doesn't look good. And then she doesn't speak, doesn't have a personality. And then we only see her like real voice. And then again, Ed, that's serious. She's going, I did this because I have to impress upon you. My family will die Mm -hmm. if you don't get us off this rock. This is really, really important. And so as an audience, okay, it's really, really important. Except of course, when cutesy little baby Yoda and that's, (laughs) they are... Baby Yoda, baby Yoda is baby Yoda. Baby Yoda at this point is, is a marketing ploy. He's a crutch. He is there to 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 sell you. But Christmas is around the corner, right. people. He's there to sell plushies. You know. And so we're um, getting to we're getting to argue, the. Pl- but you could also argue that he's there because isn't he like the future of the Jedi? You know. We isn't know there he like a lot at stake. And uh, John, we, as I said, this takes place five years after Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi. We happen to know for a fact. No, Baby Yoda is not the future of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> is not the future of the Jedi. Oh, Return of the Jedi, yeah. not after Empire Strikes. The future no, of the no. Jedi is a young little it's boy like, like, by the name of Ben. Return of the Jedi is the last of the Who's, three, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, at this point in time, John, They're I'm not sure. I'm not. They're I'm not even sure if Ben Solo has been born nah, yet. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Luke at this point is we're five years after the fall of the Empire. Luke is establishing. Mm-hmm. His Order. school somewhere. They're reorganized. <laughs> there is a backstory where Han Solo goes to his first like big dinner because he's you know like well everyone you know uh, uh, everyone's asking well who's who's the uh, who's who's the man that's attached to uh, Leia's arm? <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I'm doing this. Actually, well. <laughs> do you want to know what the canon stuff has been that's been reestablished since you know canon or non canon? Okay, in novels and other things. The idea is that the eventually, it's very soon after, because you know pre e, mm. the old EU was the idea is like well Leia becomes this big muckety muck, mm. you know, um, unassailable leader of 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 the New Republic, and what they do and Luke is you know ah and they go with the realism now and it's like you know what people found out they were Vader's kids. Mm. Like that has to be part and of that's the public, yeah that's that always has been to be part of the public record. Kid. That is in that's all that's always been the underlying that's always Darth, been the underlying. Um, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia's father. You know this, yeah, you right, know John? this, you know this, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my point oh, is, yeah, 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 so my point yeah. is, is that in the, in universe that that becomes public knowledge. Padme. And and here's no. John, can I ask you? Uh, have you been? Has anything uh, like when you were at the Big Easy? Has there been anything, anything interesting that you've been like, you know, taking in, you know, like? 
Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> but but no, the, my, my, I'm saying is that in the new canon, it's mm. the idea is like suddenly her rise as leader can't go much further mm. because they're like, uh, what if what? she turns evil? Yeah, weren't you Darth Vader's daughter? So that's why it mm. makes more sense. The whole what we see in you know in, yeah. when we got the Force Awakens and we, you know where she was at that point in her in her life. Um, anyway, what I'm saying is is that. They, I hope that there's less filler like this. I don't want them to, uh, they got to understand, you know, don't, don't waste the opportunities of this show. And my feeling is that that episode, and by the way, big, big part of it, John Favreau directed that episode. (laughs) Okay. It was like, I was expecting so much more and got so much less. Well, look, 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 you're, you're, you're. You're correct. They have to move forward with the story. Again, we have Moff Gideon and the Darksaber. Uh, you know, continue on with that. Um, but you know, again, like as long as they keep entertaining me, entertaining me, I'm fine. I'll I'll keep getting. I'll keep watching your episodes. Um, so far, it's one of the best things that's that's out there. Um, you can't, what you, I can't assail is that it looks so good and oh my it's God. always a joy yeah. to be in the Star Wars world even if I'm kind of mm. like all right okay this that was a bit of a half hour wasted but you know um I, I here's and it might I, be because you know we're we're saying this because really there's not much out there right, exactly. still and, and you know let me just say this I think another part of it is the fact that Mando's live action mm. and that really does increase my expectations yeah. if this had been an episode of rebels, no skin off my no skin off my nose. That it was a live action thing mm. that felt literally like filler when you are only going to give. Well, us it's interesting episode. you bring bring that up because there are a lot of rumors of you know Ezra uh, if Ezra's going to appear. Oh, forget about Ezra Ed, again. You know, it's the simple. I'm bringing up the idea of Captain Rex for you know that maybe he'll they'll pull a switcheroo. Because we're gonna get Ahsoka. We know Filoni wants to incorporate mm-hmm. his stuff. Oh so, my God, Ahsoka! So of course yeah. we're gonna. Yeah, you know. I need some explanation. Yeah, Rosario, thank you. <laughs> At this point, I, I'm not. E- I'm not even clear on the. You know, if Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka or right. if she's been casted. I, I mean, these. We're gonna find out. Yeah, we'll than, find out. Not sooner than yeah. later. And I so, hope it's not like you know. So, John, I really your your assignment is watch those two. Is episodes. to watch those two episodes, and you know, no, it's not even assignment because we're not going to talk about it again. I'm surprised you're, you're doing the, a Mandalorian show only after two episodes. There's, well, they're really there's again, nothing there's, else. There's John. nothing else. I'm watching America. John, John, do you want to say, do you want me to start talking about CW shows? I'll talk about I'll fucking do that. I'll fucking talk about the CW. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about the Americans. I'll talk about the Americans. So it's like like you know there's you know we ha- we we got to take what we can get. All these things getting delayed or pushed back again and again and again. Hey, uh, you watch Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're in that. We're in that phase. There's a so. there's a Star Girl show out there. You realize? You that? know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, you're, you're, you're not you're not into Teen Titans season two, man. Come on. Teen Titan. <laughs> so like, there's this. There is this sort of like, uh, and maybe that's also why I'm being so like harsh on the Mandalorian because it's kind of like. All right, let's don't let don't let don't let these DC shows catch up on you. <laughs> don't let them catch it catch, catch you sleeping, son. The full weight of all of my entertainment What's that? is on this show. <laughs> so Mitch McConnell watches uh, Legends of Tomorrow. What's that? <laughs> 
Anyway, so um, I think that's that's what we're gonna leave it at here. Um, we didn't even touch about touch on discovery, but yeah. That's, well, yeah, that's again. Yeah. Uh, Ed yeah, has I to did. really kind of like we gotta uh, save it for next. Pick up. Uh, we're like four. What about deep, you? What have you like, been up to, Clark? What have you been playing? What's your favorite game now? Justice Gods, nice and Justice loud. Justice Gods Among Us for the PlayStation Three, and for, and from David Buster's and from from the mobile. Okay, and uh, what's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character? Uh, what is your big deal now? This is what gives me Green hope Lantern. for the future. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Okay. Why do you like Green Lantern so much? Because of his powers. And what is his power? Well, he doesn't have powers, right? What what are, what what does he use? Um, he uses wing, and he he makes stuff with... from his imagination, right? Yeah, yeah. And you think that's cool? Yes, it's very cool. Um, <laughs> out of all the rings, because you know that they're different colors, uh, are there other ones that you that you like? Other rings? Say rage. Say rage. No. Say red for rage. And avarice, orange for avarice. No. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, wow, Ed. What, Ed, you went a long way for that, but kudos. Thank you. Kudos. Orange for avarice. The way we started the episode. See, see. Well, well look, look, look. The, the, here's, here's, here's something of a reality, right? Did they? Oh my God! You just blew my mind, Ed. Oh. You just blew my mind What's because. That? All that Jeff John stuff was like, wasn't that like 2008, 2009? Okay, so... Orange as Avarice, did they know? <laughs> did Jeff, was, is Jeff John's a prophet? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> no, no, no. This he's is a, blowing my <laughs> minds here. I'm going to, I'm right now, I'm, this is my own personal cue now. I'm going to go back and read Sinestro Cold War. <laughs> And try and find where the clues were that obviously Jim Lee and and Jeff Johns, they knew something. They were in on it. This is pretty much like, you know, as we know, uh, comic book stores are closing all over. You know, the the future of comic books are, you know, looking pretty bleak right now. And so the the question is, does someone like my son who's 11, how does he, uh, will he be able to, 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 to come to love these things that you and I grew up with, right? Um, And what does he end up picking up? He ends up picking up God, uh, injustice, God, um, uh, God's among uh, g- among us, and within a two week, three uh, less than three weeks span, he's gotten into Nightwing and Green Lantern, and I ended up buying him uh, on eBay uh, the the plastic ring set uh, the, of the full spectrum, the orange, the yellow, the green, um, the, the the pink, the the, the purple, uh, the blue, and the white, and, and black. And he was just, he, right now he's running really like he runs around the house with these rings and we're having ring fights, you know, and he had a conversation with, with his teacher. Um, uh, fortunately his teacher, Mr. Muccio, if you're out there listening, uh, kudos to you. Listen. This is a conversation from this morning. Hey Clark, I hear you're into green, green lantern. You know who my favorite, um, um, who, who's your favorite DC superhero? And Clark says green lantern and Nightwing. Hey Clark. Do you know who my favorite my favorite uh, superhero is? It's Nightwing, and uh, and Clark has these two PVC pipes, and he's like, and he's really like, he's identifying. Are you teaching him stick fighting? Well, this is where this is where we're going. This is where we're going with this, right? You know, but this is the only way. And Miguel, you mentioned this um, not so long ago. Video games. This is the future. This This is is the future for these kids. Where you're gonna these characters are gonna get their exposure, Mm -hmm. right? Um, going forward, 
um, and, and to the point where you know, obviously, video games are way, way, way more. It's a multi-billion-dollar yeah, industry. Make it a lot yeah. more profitable than comic books. By, yeah, of like, course. By, and TV and movies. Clark is Clark barely picks up a comic book, and yet he's like. Um, I mentioned to him the other day, like, who's Daredevil? And I had to remind him, like, you remember Daredevil? He's a guy, he, he's the blind lawyer who who fights, in the, and he fights in a place called Hell's Kitchen. Justice oh, Hell's Kitchen. That's right. I heard about that playing Spider-Man. Right. This, and that's his avenue. That's yeah. the only way he, he knows about what's going on when it comes to these comic book characters, you know. And uh, for for me to go to tell him that this is where our bonding moment is, you know, you know, Clark, uh, Daredevil fights a, a, a villain named the Kingpin. Oh, okay, so because Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's and, and you get that from the Spider-Man game. Yeah. But anyway, that is the future. Yeah, that's which it. I need to borrow again. Oh, God. Wait, okay. I thought it gave to but anyway. All right, oh, so, I still have it. Oh, okay. All right, now, so so before we start ending into uh, what, what these two guys are going to trade over the weekend for, from their PS4s. Um, uh, don't diminish us. Don't diminish us. We're the us. future. We're, just, we're the future. You're the future. <laughs> we're the future, Charles. Not the, not, uh, yeah, no, thank you, not everyone, for listening. I know this has been a crazy period of time. Living in I, America. I hope, I hope that we... I hope that we can, at some point in the future... Uh, report less craziness and have less things affecting our lives 2020 has been a hell of a year and you know we're in the home stretch going into 2021 thank everyone for listening i hope everyone is safe i hope no one has experienced any more tragedy (laughs) or problems than they can bear in this time period uh and uh knock on wood we we're all we're all going into uh into the new year and just everybody be safe out there and we are going to get through all of this. And so, January 20th. Until next time. Living in America. Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a family podcast. Please check us out at www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. You can also be found on Twitter, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn.